Hey everyone, and welcome into Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm digital multimedia editor Noah Brown. This week, we hosted Fender Bender's annual management conference in Minneapolis, bringing some of the best and brightest in the industry together to talk about the trends and other topics they find most pressing. I sat down with Daryl Amberson of Lemetri's Collision in Minnesota to talk about his shop's high-tech focus and what owners looking to break into the tech scene need to do in order to be successful. You and I have talked a little bit before about uh, becoming an ADOS-focused uh, mm-hmm. shop and just kind of the amount of work that goes into it. Um, and so in your presentation today, what are you hoping that uh, is kind of the main takeaway or main two takeaways from that, that shop owners get from your presentation? A couple of the key points would be the importance of integrating what's been closer to a mechanical-type business, ADAS is a little different than mechanical, but closer to that than collision, integrating that into a collision business and the challenges of working out the process. Mm-hmm. We believe the mastering the process is as difficult as mastering the technology. Mm-hmm. And it really seems like, as, as we talked about before, really within the last five years, there's just been this explosion of new technology onto the scene, whether that's autonomous vehicles, lower <laughs> levels of, of ADOS technologies, mm-hmm. electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles. It just Vehicles are getting significantly more complex. And mm-hmm. so how beneficial is it for people to jump into these new technologies as soon as possible? I believe it's going to make all the difference in the world. If you want to be a survivor, a player in the future, the, the sooner the better. And the more you postpone it, the more difficult it's going to become. The mm-hmm. further behind you're going to feel and the greater the challenge to catch up. Mm-hmm. And just because there is so much new technology, mm-hmm. it can be a little daunting at times, just not mm-hmm. knowing exactly where to start. So um, in our previous conversations, you, know, you said there, mm-hmm. there really wasn't like a, a, a main starting point for your shop. It's just kind of, you know, that's a focus that you guys have had for, for quite mm-hmm. some time. For shop owners who are trying to now dive into uh, becoming a more tech-focused shop, mm-hmm. where do you recommend they begin? I'd probably start out with a lot of education from ICAR, mm-hmm. and after that, whatever vehicle manufacturer education you can uh, attend or be part of. And after that, I'd start working with some vendors, looking at equipment and learning from them. And as soon as possible, start reading. A lot of this is about reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, factory repair procedures and everything else you can get your arms around um, or get your hands on, I should say, and, and start educating yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, some of it's a little like learning a personal computer. There aren't a lot of classes for it out there. You kind of get the basics, sometimes only from friends and relatives, and, and once you get started, you start learning on your own. And, and a lot of that happens with ADAS. As, again, you read the factory repair procedures, do what they say, and mm-hmm. things start to develop more and more clarity. Mm-hmm. And so kind of drawing on that comparison to learning a personal computer from your, from your mm-hmm. family or friends, mm-hmm. um, obviously, uh, we think the Fender Bender Management Conference <laughs> is, is a great thing for a lot of people. But right. how mm-hmm. important is it for, you know, people who are shop owners, shop managers who are trying to dive in to come to events such as this and be able to connect with people such as yourself and, and other speakers who have been doing this for quite some time? to make some of those friends and to get some of that yeah. insider knowledge. Yeah, I, my impression is this is more about leadership than it is about the specific technology. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily send technicians here to right. learn about it, but you you get the, the the right contacts. You know, in leadership, it's often, you can't be an expert on everything, but you have to be able to uh, figure out where to get the information. And this is the first step towards that, where to get the information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just kind of in general, uh, one thing I've been asking a lot of people is just 
what are you excited about uh, in the industry within the next you know five years, decade? Uh, what what are a couple of things that you're really looking forward to and are actively excited about? Well, first of all, I'm thrilled at the theme of this conference on leadership. I think. There's not enough emphasis put on that. And I think the, the difference between a successful business and one that is not has all to do with leadership. You, you can't overemphasize the importance of it. You can't overemphasize the importance of those social skills and putting the right things into perspective on how you approach people and to get them to perform the tasks the way you want them to and, and to get the results you're looking for. So my compliments on that. Uh, after that, uh, how do you get going in this and where I see the industry going, you know, in the next five years. Uh, all indications from the manufacturers are when we talk about the uh, static and dynamic calibrations we're doing now and the, the kind of systems we're dealing with, uh, they're telling us we're going to see more and more of the same, uh, just more and more complexity. Or some manufacturers are saying we may not see more cameras or more radar systems, but each one's going to be connecting with more systems and doing more things. So I think the sooner you can get your arms around it, the better. And it's just going to continue to grow in complexity. And that portion of the typical repair will continue to grow. And, and my um, suggestion would be that, um, or actually I want to instill a little fear, is that eventually, if, if you don't, you're going to be subletting a larger and larger portion of the job. And is that a sustainable model? Will your customers will accept that? Will the insurers accept that? Or does it make sense for you? How much can you make on on sublet repair. I mean, is it going to start to feel like half the job is going somewhere else? And and uh, I, th we decided to get into that at Lemetri's uh, uh, quite some time ago, and, and we really believe that um, for us it's a better solution to be able to control that, have our own expertise in-house. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say control that, control that portion of the job. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a huge part of our focus. And to be frank, we're having a lot of fun with it. I don't think you should be intimidated by this. You know, especially my, my generation, a lot of people say, well, I'm glad I'm retiring. And I feel like, well, okay, if that's what you want, maybe you should. You know, if, you're, if this doesn't enthuse you. But to me, it enthuses me. And, and a lot of our staff is enthused about it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's a good thing for the, for the world, for the industry, and in that uh, we're working on cars that are safer and that are continue to get more and more safe. And that'll do it for us here on the Collision Cast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow Fender Bender on Facebook and Twitter for the latest news in the collision repair space. Thanks for joining us. I'm Noah Brown, and we'll see you next time.